Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What is a Podcast? The podcast that is inching toward getting on the right schedule, right? So last week I was a little late because of circumstances, mostly the Super Bowl. So I was a little late. I want to record on Sunday or Saturday and get the episodes up on Sunday. That's my goal, right? 2020, that's my goal. And I feel like when it comes to like creating stuff, like coming up with new stuff, I've actually been pretty good in 2020. The end of 2019, I kind of fell off. I got a new job. I was, or I still am working later into the night. And I struggled to find time to make it all work. But I think honestly, like what is a podcast I should put more of a focus on because it's a longer form podcast. It's a longer form system, right? YouTube videos are shorter. The other podcasts that I do, the Love Island podcast, that's shorter, right? And I've been able to finagle time to do the Love Island podcast, which is anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes once a week. Um, I've been able to do YouTube videos once a week and I have an idea for a YouTube video that I pretty much am sold on and I think it'll be pretty good and what is a podcast I'm still struggling just because it's so long right but we're getting closer to Sunday right recording on Sunday I'm currently recording on Monday night so this will be up on Tuesday um you'll see it earliest being Tuesday but you know I'm getting there. I'm getting close. I'm making time. I feel like I don't get a lot of viewers. I'm not famous or anything like that. And the goal isn't necessarily fame. I just wanted to do something that I thought would be good in a way to sort of express myself in that type of stuff, right? But I have to make time to do it. And I do really enjoy doing it. And maybe other people enjoy listening to it. So I'm making time and I feel like I'm getting closer to that. I feel like YouTube videos consistently on Wednesday, that's good. Love Island podcast consistently on Saturday, that's been going good. Hopefully by saying that I don't fuck it up, but I am manifesting right now that I will not fuck it up. I will not fuck up. I'm I'm putting that into the universe, not that other negative stuff, okay? And this podcast, I'm, I'm working on and I think that I'll be good. By like June, I might be in my bag. I might be actually, you know, consistent Sundays all day, putting out the content, putting out high quality shit for you. But anyway, enough about that. Um, I wanted to talk about a bunch of things, but I'm doing this thing where like the first thing I talk about is sort of like an anecdote from my personal life rather than like current events or whatever. And I just to like warm up and I think I'm going to call it like a warm up. I might not explicitly say here I am, I'm warming up, but that's what I'm planning on doing. And today, like literally today on Monday, I found a new person on Instagram and I was listening to like their IGTV stuff. And I've never been like a huge proponent of IGTV. I thought IGTV was kind of weird. So whenever someone posts like an IGTV video... I don't usually watch it. I don't have the attention span to watch an IGTV video. But this guy, 
I found him on Instagram and his name is hindsight like hindsight but with like a z instead of an s i believe um he has like a few thousand followers and i was like going through and i decided to click on the igtv i decided to click on an igtv video that he posted just to see what he was about i wanted to decide whether i should follow him or not right so i ended up following him it's a good story and he was talking about pollution right like not just pollution in the environment, but like pollution in our minds and our bodies, right? Like, are you polluting your mind by the stuff you consume? Are you polluting your mind by, you know, what you spread out to the universe, what you watch, what you listen to, all that stuff, right? Are you actually polluting your mind by the content that you consume? And I enjoyed it and I followed him after I saw that video. And I was like, that's a good video. I like his vibe. I like his voice. I like the energy. I like the message, right? I like being positive. And then I got to thinking, since I do this stuff, and again, I'm not like famous or anything. And I'm not also, I don't consider myself a negative person. I don't consider myself someone who spreads negativity. But I do like make fun of people sometimes. And I don't like everything. And I wonder like, Am I someone's pollution? Like, am I someone who people like hate watch or hate follow? And am I their pollution? My aim is not to be anyone's pollution. I'm not trying to fuck up your mind. I'm not trying to cloud your mind or your judgment. I do think I have, you know, interesting things to say sometimes. I think I'm pretty smart. And I think that if I don't like something... I try to explain why I don't like things. And just because I don't like things doesn't mean you can't like them. But am I someone's pollution? It just crossed my mind. Like, am I, even though I'm trying the best, am I someone's pollution? Maybe, like, being someone's pollution isn't your fault, you know? And I'm just trying to rationalize it in my own head at this point. Like, I'm, you know, walking to work and I'm like, what's going on here? Am I someone's pollution? What's going on? And I decided that if I'm someone's pollution, I'm trying my best to not be pollution, right? And I'm trying my best to just do something that I like. So if I'm someone's pollution, that's their issue and they don't have to they don't have to listen to me and I wish them the best. And I hope they stop polluting their mind with me if they're like hate watching, hate following, whatever. But I hope to be I don't know what the opposite of pollution is. Energy is the opposite of pollution energy eco-friendly i hope to be eco-friendly to as many people as possible i hope i'm eco-friendly to your mind and if that's the case then um I, i did my job i think i think by putting something out into the universe that people like and it inspires them or they just like it you don't have to be inspired by every fucking thing you know but if you like it that's fine I think that I, I'm satisfied with that. I can be happy with that, right? But anyway, I'm, I'm manifesting also. I'm manifesting good vibes. I'm manifesting being better at goddamn transitions. Because anyway, I want to talk about Rebecca Black. If you don't know Rebecca Black, she sang Friday nine years ago to this very day on Monday when I'm recording. And I followed Rebecca Black like a year ago on social media because I saw her like just posting, I think it was like on my explore page or something or on like a recommended feed or something. And I was like, oh, Rebecca Black is still singing, 
right? She is still singing. She's still doing her thing. She's still performing. And I was like, that's cool for Rebecca Black, right? And then today on like the ninth anniversary of Friday, Friday got fucked like everyone hated on Friday and then eventually like people sort of came around on Friday and it was like a kind of a joke but Friday got absolutely demolished and Rebecca Black had to have been like 12 or 13 or 11 or 10 or 14 when that shit came out like and I'm like wow at 14 at that age because I remember when Friday came out and Rebecca Black did that shit. I was in high school and we were all talking about it, right? And people were making fun of it all the time. The whole world making fun of you at that age, right? And to still come out here and still be like, yo, I'm still going to be a singer. I still love singing. Yes, Friday might might not have been the best thing for me, or it might have been a mistake, or maybe it's a blessing in disguise or however she sees it. I don't know how she herself actually views Friday, the song and video. But to do that and then to just nine years later, I'm still doing it. I'm pretty successful. I'm only going up from here. Friday is a part of my legacy, but I'm not only Friday. That's inspiring to me. Like, that's like, that's that good shit. Like, that is boss shit. That's queen shit. That's king shit. That's all it is. And I just wanted to shout out Rebecca Black really quick right? Go follow Rebecca Black on Instagram. Go listen to Rebecca Black's music. Go, you know, support Rebecca Black because Rebecca Black is out here doing it. Like Rebecca Black came back from laughing stock to respectable stock. And not a lot of people can do that. A lot of people go from laughing stock and they just stay a laughing stock. And if you're a laughing stock, I, I wish you the best as well. I don't want you to be, you know, all alone and be a laughing stock forever. But some people just don't bust out of that laughing stock stock, you know? And Rebecca Black did. Rebecca Black is doing the damn thing. And I and I respect it. But anyway, I want to talk about sports. Can I say anything to transition other than but anyway? We'll see. Um I want to talk about sport because my favorite sport is in the news. Um baseball. Major League Baseball is considering changing the playoff format. Mind you, they changed the playoff format relatively recently, and I don't actually have problems with the format as it is now. But the way baseball is now is that there's five teams from each league or each division, right? No, each league, National League, American League, one team from each division, and then two wildcard teams. The two wildcard teams basically fight to the death for a playoff spot, and then we go from there. And I like the wildcard playoff. It's a one-game playoff. Players just play. They play their hearts out. Whoever wins moves on. Winner take all. And I like that dynamic because it came for some weird baseball. We got some weird baseball. We got some interesting baseball. Oh, we also got some standard baseball as well. But we got some weird baseball. We got exciting baseball. And I like the wildcard game. I felt like it took a while for people to get used to it. But once it got some years under its belt, it became something that I really enjoyed. And I think a lot of people really enjoyed. Or they still enjoy it. It still exists for right now. But Major League Baseball is is, is purporting to... Or purporting, I don't think, is the right word. They're mulling over, they're contemplating, they're considering 
changing it from five teams to seven teams in each league in the American League and National League. I don't know how the fuck that's going to work with seven teams. Like, how are you picking the seven teams? There's just more wild cards. But if there's more wild cards, they're getting rid of the wild card playoff, which, again, like I said, I I know and love. And this has only been in existence for like five to seven years, the wild card playoff. I don't know exactly. But they're thinking about getting rid of that. And then they're thinking about having teams with higher records pick and choose which teams with lower records they want to face, right? And I I really don't know how to feel about this. On one hand, I would be mad that the wild card game is gone. And I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, and we don't have as many rings if there's no wild card playoff. Like, that's just not what happens. Madison Bumgarner's magical run or the Giants' magical runs don't happen without just the the hope of a second wild card, right? Just having the hope of a second wild card was enough to fuel the Giants to their victories, right? And if that goes away, then I'm going to be extremely disappointed. I'm going to be extremely upset. This idea of higher teams, teams with better records, picking teams with lower records. And I'm not on the up and up to all the details, but I believe this was announced today or leaked today. But if the teams with the higher records pick teams with lower records or pick teams that they know they have good matchups against, yes, that's strategy. Yes, that's tactics. And if that's a tool available to you, pick the team with the best matchup, then of course I would do it. But the fans, say you pick and choose your best matchup, the fans are going to be like, oh, you took the easy way out. Like, look at Kevin Durant. People still say to Kevin Durant, you took the easy way out. That would be the same thing if baseball teams pick and choose which which teams to play in the playoffs, right? And having so many teams, having 14 teams in the playoffs, I feel like that's just too much. Like, I like basketball. One of the shittiest things about basketball is how long the postseason is. Basketball postseason lasts for fucking ever. And I feel like if baseball did that, then it would last forever. Oh, I forgot to mention that there would be implementation of a bye week in baseball if this happened. But still, it takes forever to get through a basketball postseason. It would take forever, even longer than it already does, to get through baseball postseason. Baseball postseason is basically the entire month of October, and it would be probably longer than that if this is what what is to happen. And I don't think we need more games, right? I don't think that baseball needs more games. I don't think the NBA needs more games. I don't think football needs more games, right? The beauty of the NFL, the beauty of like soccer is that there aren't that many games so you get excited for each and every game i would be in support of major league baseball shortening the season i would be in in favor of like saying from 162 games to 100 games i would be perfectly fine with a 100 game baseball season because then the games meet they mean more right they're just more meaningful like the games at the beginning of the baseball season like, yes, they're fun, like, it's still fun baseball, but they don't mean as much, right? And then the dog days of summer, like, 
they don't mean as much in teams that are already out of it like pretty early like mathematically like those games don't mean so much so i would be in favor of a shorter season but i'm not in favor of sort of ballooning the postseason to some type of like game show almost like you pick and choose your on a bye week you're strategizing it's like you're on a fucking family feud episode but with baseball and i know this is coming from like the commissioner rob manfred and people either like or dislike manfred but i feel like this is not the time right you're dealing with cheating scandals you're dealing with a lot of stuff it's not the time to introduce oh my god it's not i just yawned sorry it's not enough just to introduce this new gimmick and think that we're going to forget about that. That's not how we're going to, you know, deal with this. That's just not how it's going to work, right? But I I don't know. I just I wouldn't be really in favor of this sort of game show postseason. I like it how it is. And it's not so much about it being unfair, you know, because the whole concept of playoffs is not fair. If we wanted it to be fair, the team with the best record at the end of the regular season would win. If there's a tie, then we have playoffs. But playoffs as they exist in pretty much any major sport are not fair. Because we have an opportunity for a team that barely made it in to win the whole thing. Of course, they usually don't. But you have the opportunity for an 8 seed to beat a 1 seed. Like, that's technically not fair. The one seed did all their stuff in the regular season. They should just be the winners. But we want more excitement than that, so we created playoffs. The whole concept of playoffs is unfair. So I'm not here for that. I just don't think it'll be as good, right? I feel like playoff baseball is the best baseball. Playoff Major League Baseball is some of the best baseball you can watch. It's exciting. There's more strategy it's thrilling. Oh my goodness. Oh man, I keep yawning, man. Damn it. I wasn't tired when I did this and now I keep yawning. I know it is like pretty late at night while I'm doing this, but fuck, man. But enough complaining. Major League Baseball, playoff baseball is some of the best baseball. That's where I was at, right? But if you do this new playoff, I think the strategy would still be there, but it just has this game show element that I don't like. And while we're on the topic of sports, we've got to talk about the XFL. The XFL started over the weekend. There was four games or something like that. I didn't get a chance to watch them because I was busy, but I don't know how I feel about the XFL. There's not a team in my area. There's no Bay Area team. So I'm probably going to have to root for either the Seattle Vipers or pick like a random team. I'll probably pick a team based on the logo. That might be like something for next podcast, like pick a team based on the logo or something. But I feel like I'm not sure how this league is going to last. And a lot of people aren't, but a lot of people are excited about the XFL, which is basically like minor league football at this point with more WWE influence because the xfl i've seen highlights and they look exciting i haven't had a full game yet but it seems to be an exciting brand of football but 
Why has no one been able to figure out how to put more football on the screen consistently? Like people say all the time, like football is the most profitable profitable sport. People will watch football no matter who's playing. If that's true, then why the fuck is the AAF out of business? Why the fuck are all these other leagues unsuccessful? What's going to make the XFL different? They said, the XFL said, that there are 40 million people who would want to watch football. Well, where the fuck are those people at? There's 40 million people who like football after the Super Bowl. But are they really going to watch it? Because they're not watching it. It is strategic of them to place the XFL season directly in between NFL season and in beginning. But I don't know how many people... (sighs) Man, why am I yawning? Stop it. But I don't know how many people actually have interest. I don't believe the notion that Americans will just watch football because it's football. I don't think that's true necessarily. I do think we get fatigue from football. And football is dangerous and people are turned off by that. And football, the NFL, and it's like race relations or it's social justice work. People are put off by their efforts there. But... I think that just football, in essence, I don't think it's true that there's 40 million people that want to watch football that much. They might want to watch more NFL, but they don't want to watch more new football or a new league. And I'm not going to say like the XFL is like fake football or anything like that, but it's definitely gimmicky football. And the rules that they have are a little bit gimmicky, but they are exciting as well. And there's people like Cardell Jones, like Marquette King in the XFL. Wow, 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 that yawn. Okay, I might cut this a little bit short because if I keep yawning, they're just going to get longer and all that. But Marquette King, Cardell Jones, they're in the XFL. That's all I'm excited about. And I want to watch an XFL game for myself just to see because people are excited and the games look good. The highlights look good. But can it last? I have skepticism there of can it actually last? Because if it does last and the NFL has something to worry about, like if it lasts for like more than a season, that's something I'm interested in. Because football, while it is dangerous, it is lucrative. People love the game. People can make money. College kids can make money. Kids coming out of high school, maybe. I don't know how safe that is. But, but it does have potential. Whether, whether it works or not, it does have potential. And that's enough for me to get excited. I want to make some time to watch a game, see what's going on. Maybe they expand to the Bay Area. The Bay Area just lost the Raiders. We could use another team. We can use an Oakland team. We could use maybe even a San Jose team. I'll take a San Jose team. I'll take another San Francisco team, although we don't need it. I'll take I'll take I'll take a Sacramento team even. Fuck it. That's not the Bay Area, but I'll fucking take it. Um because we we need new teams. So that's that's my hope anyway. Um but enough about sports. Enough about dummy dummy sports. I want to talk about politics for a second. And I don't label this or brand this specifically as a political podcast, but I had some thoughts. I had a thought, right? And 
I want to know what people think about this. Because if Elizabeth Warren becomes president, which is a possibility that that's going to happen, that Elizabeth Warren is going to be president. Elizabeth Warren was accused and I think caught pretending that she was Native American. Like she passed off Native American so much so that Harvard University, like the Harvard, considered her a person of color when she is, in fact, a white woman, right? Elizabeth Warren is white and she for so long passed as Native American, right? And that's bad. I do not agree with that. I don't think that you should you know, transracialize yourself for profit. That's what Dolezal did. That's what Rachel Dolezal did. And we all don't like Rachel Dolezal. And Elizabeth Warren did sort of the same thing just to like, I assume for like affirmative action purposes or to gain access to spaces that she didn't have access to before. And you got to do what you got to do, but you can at least not do it with race because that gets weird. But my point is this. If you are committed to that so hard, that Harvard University, the people who are supposed to be like smarter than everyone else, they considered you a person of color when you are white. Imagine what you can do in the White House. If you're that committed to lying, you can get shit done. And I grapple with a little bit. I don't grapple a lot with this. Like, do you want a candidate as a Democrat, as a left person myself? Do you want a candidate that all the Democrats will vote for, but none of the Republicans? Or do you want a candidate that some of the Democrats will vote for and some of the Republicans? Like someone who has more bipartisan appeal. Because the bipartisan appeal person, the person close to the center... You're not going to like that dude that much or that woman that much. But they're go- they're the ones that are going to win. And they're going to do something to help you, right? Whereas person on the farther left who agrees with most of the things that you bo- agree with, they are going to be happier for you or better for you. But are they going to win because all the people on the other side are probably not voting for them at all? And then it's a fucking electoral college game. And no one knows how the fuck the electoral college works. So are you able to deal with a more center person that will get some stuff done, but not a lot? And you'll kind of hate them or a farther left person, right? Because right now it's like Bernie is on the all the way left, relatively speaking. And then Warren's a little bit behind Bernie, right? And I feel like Warren might get more votes than Bernie purely because she's closer to the center than Bernie. I don't, this is not an endorsement. This is just what I think. And if that's the case, and someone who's willing to lie as much as Elizabeth Warren is going to lie, then that might be what we need as president. We might need a president who lies and just gets things done kind of sleazily. We we might need a scammer president. I think we might need a scammer president. Because what we have right now, Donald Trump, he's not a scammer. He's just an idiot. 
<laughs> um, so I think we might need like a smart scammer president. And that might be Elizabeth Warren. Or we might see a scammer out of someone we didn't expect. Maybe the vice president will be a scammer. But I think that might be what we need to get America back on track. But anyway, I want to talk about Baby Nut. Baby Nut, if you are living in a shell of a hermit crab, is the new Mr. Peanut. Like Plandris Peanuts, Mr. Peanut. Baby Nut is that guy but a baby. And I just want to say, Baby Nut is fucking terrible. I hate Baby Nut. I want Baby Nut to go away. I want Baby Nut to die. And I can say I want Baby Nut to die because Baby Nut is a fictional nut and not a real person. So I can say fuck Baby Nut. Damn Baby Nut to goddamn fucking hell. I hate Baby Nut. Baby Nut can shut the fucking fuck up. I don't give an ounce of fuck about what Baby Nut has to fucking say. Baby Nut can eat everyone's ass and then disintegrate into dust because it's so tired from eating everyone's ass that it just can't take it anymore and it just falls apart. Fuck Baby Nut. Fucking bootleg ass, Baby Yoda. Fuck Baby Nut. Okay, I just had to get off my chest. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that I, I just said fuck Baby Nut a couple of times. And you just had to listen to it. Um, but anyway, I want to talk a little bit also about science, right? Because there's this sort of theme that I've seen recently on the internet. Or in real life too. Where people think that baby talk, like talking to your babies, like their babies is bad. And I've seen it on the internet. I've seen it from people I respect. People who I think that are smart. And I have a degree in linguistics. I've I've dabbled in this field, I can say. I think that I'm a pretty good um measure for the baby talk. Not an expert on baby talk. That wasn't where I made my bread and butter in college, but I I like language. I would say I love it actually. Um so I want to get into this baby talk because people seem to think it's detrimental to your kid. So I have to explain babies to people. Babies, those, those little humans, they have this weird thing. It's called emotions. The babies have emotions. Yeah. Are you following me? Babies have emotions, but their brains are not developed. Their brains are basically like jello goo. There's brains made of fucking goo, those babies. That's why babies are dumb, because their brains are made of goo. They're not smart yet. They don't know how to do things, right? So we have a baby with emotions, but goo for brains, right? So what do the adults need to do? The adults need to communicate with the baby. The, the adults need to make sure that the baby knows that the baby is safe with the adults. And that, you know, this is home, this is mom and dad and all that stuff, right? So what do you do? You heighten or lower or manipulate your voice to exaggerate these emotions, right? The babies have emotions, but the brains are fucked up, so they need extra help to discern emotions. That's where the baby talk comes in. Babies are more likely to pay attention to their parents when they're using the baby talk because they're appealing to their emotions. When you're not using the baby talk, and you're just talking like a regular person, 
Babies do not give an ounce of fuck about that. You can do be doing the absolute most. And if you're talking just like a regular boring adult, the baby is not going to give you any type of acknowledgement at all. They're going to be like, who the fuck is this adult talking in English or whatever language? I don't give a fuck about this. I'm going to cry for my binky instead. That's what babies are going to fucking do. All right. So now that we know that babies have emotions, right, and we need to talk like that in order to get their emotions, we need to understand that baby talk isn't just stupid goo goo gaga, right? I'm going to give you another example. The word kitty. Kitty is a small cat or a baby cat, right? It's what we call diminutive because we're making something that's regular size smaller. And in Spanish, we have this. If with the like suffix ito or ita, so if you're like your dad is Juan and then the son is Juanito, that's little Juan, like shit like that, right? That's diminutive. Diminutive words are more complex than regular words, right? A cat is just a cat. A cat refers to any fucking cat. A kitty is a small and or baby cat. That's a different subclass of cat. That's a more complex word. We're teaching our babies, we are teaching our babies that the actual cat is not the only way to define a cat. Same thing can be said with puppy, right? And that's giving them a more complex understanding of the world. So how the fuck are you going to tell me that baby talk is bad? And people say it, they're like... Oh, I read that baby talk is bad. Where the fuck did you read that? Where the absolute fuck did you read that? Because that goes against linguistics. It goes against psychology. It goes against human fucking nature. Where the fuck did you read that baby talk is bad? That's unbelievable to me that people are just reading this. There's no way. People just say that they read it, probably. That's my theory. Because it sounds smart. And some people think that just because something sounds smart, they think that they're being smart. And that is absolutely not the case. I think I'm pretty smart. I say fuck a lot. And I, I think that that still makes me smart. And I say fuck and shit and all that shit. Right? Where the fuck did you read that baby talk is bad? What book, what self-respecting piece of shit book wrote that, right? It just goes against anything. It's like how sometimes people think that your blood is blue, like when it's inside your body, but once it gets oxygen, your blood turns red without taking into consideration that we're always breathing oxygen. So our blood should always be red regardless. So when the fuck is it blue? Explain to me, please. Some of you probably still believe that. And I just ended your your fucking childhood. And I'm sorry about your childhood, but you're not getting a new one. So there's not so much that I can do. Um, But anyway, I wanted to also talk about the Oscars. And I think I'm going to talk about the Oscars and then I'm going to get the fuck out of here for today. I didn't watch the Oscars. I don't watch award shows anymore. I feel like once I got Twitter... There was no need to watch award shows. And award shows are boring anyway. Like, award shows are long as fuck. 
There's like long ass speeches. The the outfits are nice sometimes, but it's just like long as fuck about movies or music that I've already listened to. Like the performances are nice, maybe like the hosts are nice, but overall, they're just too fucking long, right? So I don't watch that shit. I have Twitter. I know everything I need to know. But Parasite, a movie I haven't seen yet, but I want to see. Swept the Oscars. Bong Joon-ho. He swept the Oscars. The director of Parasite. And that's pretty fucking cool. But people are going a little bit too overboard on, like, the racist part of Bong Joon-ho, which is Bong Joon-ho is from Korea, and he's not American, and some people don't like that. And it's like, how the fuck do you care about the Oscars so much that you're willing to be racist? Like, what the fuck is, is, is wrong with you? The Oscars literally do not matter. It does not matter if the movie you like won an Oscar or not. It actually means actually nothing. It's just a celebratory event. Sometimes it's historical. But really, if you like a movie and it doesn't win an Oscar, that doesn't mean you like the movie any less, right? And Parasite, from what I can tell, is one of the best movies ever, ever made. It might be the only movie ever made. And people are still upset. And I feel like the people who are upset about Parasite winning haven't watched that many movies. I watch movies, but I watch a lot of bad movies. And of course, there were snubs at the Oscar this year, and I want to get to that in a minute. But I feel like if my movie that I like doesn't win an Oscar, or the artist that I like doesn't win a Grammy, that literally changes nothing about my day or my life. It's just an award. For, and you can still like the mu- music. The music is still on your iPod. The music is still with you, with you, with you forever, right? And it just makes no sense that you're going to be so mad that you're just going to resort to racism because that's the only thing that you can do because the movie was so goddamn fucking good. I mean, I'm assuming I haven't seen it yet. I plan on seeing it. And people are making a big deal about subtitles. Like, I know people who don't like subtitles, only people who do like subtitles, stop being a fucking baby. Subtitles are just words. Like, how are you going to get so mad about subtitles? It's just words. Why do people get so mad about words? I am absolutely flabbergasted. Like, it's words on a screen, and you're going to get mad that subtitles have words on a screen? Is that the hill you're going to die on, my boy? My boy, my bro, my dude, my guy. Is that the hell you're going to die on? Words on a screen? That's what's preventing you from enjoying a movie? What, what, have you never watched anime before? Hello? And it it just, it's so ridiculous, but I'm happy for Bong Joon-ho. And the Oscars, which were pretty white again, from what, what I know, a lot of actors of color were snobbed, a lot of women were snubbed, not snobbed, and they weren't invited or they weren't nominated. And I just have a question for the Oscars. Look, Oscar people, I'm talking directly to you. If you nominate more people of color, nominate more women, nominate a more diverse background, people are going to slay on the red carpet. Why are you limiting your pool of people slaying on the red carpet? You want people to slay on the red carpet because so many people have social media nowadays that I'm sure your viewership is fucking in the goddamn toilet. So listen to me. 
invite and nominate more people of color, right? And because we're of different backgrounds, people of color come from all over. They have a whole bunch of perspectives and ideas. And I'm talking race, gender, sexuality, you know, religion, all that stuff, all that stuff that makes us diverse. Put us all in there and see the outfits. We're going to kill the red carpet. All of us people of color. It doesn't mean that you cannot invite white people. White people can come. We're not excluding white people. But we are nominating more black people, Latinx people, Asian people, Middle Eastern people, Pacific Islander people, Native American people, you know, all the people, right? We're, we're nominating all the people. Anyone who's worthy, no matter what their race or ethnicity or religion or background or sexuality or gender, we're going to invite them. And next year, do, do as I say, invite them next year and see your red carpet. See the red carpet. Because all the popping outfits at the Grammys, from what I saw, were at the after parties where people, where more people had access, right? The after parties were where the outfits were popping. I did not see one man at the Oscars, other than I think Spike Lee, who actually did something at the Oscars worth mentioning. Oh, and Timothy Chalamet. I gotta, I gotta shout him out. He did, he did something interesting. So two people out of however many 85 people at the Oscars, right? Invite more people and see them slay. See them shut down the red fucking carpet. I guarantee. That's all you have to do. Like, you don't even have to make them win. They should win. You don't, but you don't even have to let them win. The white people can still win, right? And you'd still get the red carpet and people would still watch. They'd be mad at you because the people who they thought deserved to win didn't win. But if you want people... To pay attention to you, you gotta invite more people, right? You can't have this be this like exclusive club and not let talented people in. Let the talented people in. Alright? Listen to me. I promise you I'm not steering you wrong, Oscars. The Academy. Whatever the fuck you like to be called. I promise you. You're fine. I don't even know who else won except for Parasite. You did go on Parasite. Oh, and I think Taika Waititi won. I know that. I don't know anyone else who won. But if we get the people to slay on the red carpet and maybe win some awards, that'll be progress from the Oscars. And that, that's all I have to say about that. And I think I'm going to cut it off here. I want to get to the hours, but I really like I took a day off to I was going to record on Sunday. It's Monday to gather more stuff to talk about because I recorded so recently. And I think I got it. And I think I got it. But my voice is getting away from me. My yawns are struggling. I'm trying to keep the yawns out. Um, so press pause on it from now. I think I did a good job. I like this one. I really did. Um, I hope you liked it too. And consistency in schedule, consistency in one hour episodes. That's my goal. That's what I'm trying to hit. But for right now, I think this will do. Yeah. Thank you for watching or listening or paying attention or whatever it is that you do. I appreciate you in any way, shape, or form. I'll see you next week, hopefully on Sunday. Maybe not, but we're we're trying our best. And that's all the all that really matters is we're trying our best. We're being the best we can be. All right, I'll catch you later. Thank you. Love you. Bye.